You're listening to SBS News. Boris Johnson claims Vladimir Putin threatened him with a missile strike during an extraordinary phone call prior to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Mr. Johnson, who was the prime minister at the time, says Mr. Putin told him the strike would only take a minute after Mr. Johnson warned the invasion would be a catastrophe. He threatened me at one point and said, you know, uh, Boris, I don't want to hurt you, but uh, with a missile, it would only take a minute or something like that, you know. Uh, you know, jolly. Uh, but I think from the, the very relaxed tone that he was taking, uh, the sort of air of detachment that he seemed to have, he was just playing along uh, with my attempts to get him to negotiate. He said, Boris, you, you say that uh, Ukraine is, is not going to join NATO anytime soon. He said it in English, anytime soon. What is any time soon? And I said, well, it's not going to join NATO for the foreseeable future. The claim appears in a BBC documentary on Mr. Putin's interactions with world leaders. Mr. Johnson had warned Mr. Putin that the invasion would result in Western sanctions and an increase of NATO troops near Russia's borders. The Kremlin spokesman, Dmitry Peskov, denies the claim and calls it a lie. What former UK Prime Minister Mr Boris Johnson said wasn't true. Well, more precisely, it was a lie. It was either a deliberate lie, so we probably need to ask Mr Johnson for what purpose he chose this version of the wording, or it was undeliberate and he effectively failed to get what President Putin was telling him about. It causes worry about interlocutors of our president. I know what was discussed during this conversation. I would like to officially repeat that it's a lie. Mr. Peskov goes on to explain what he believes took place. There were no threats with missiles. While talking about security challenges to Russia, President Putin said that if Ukraine joins NATO, the potential deployment of US or other NATO missiles near our borders would mean that any such missile could reach Moscow in minutes. If those words were perceived in the way Boris Johnson did, it makes a very awkward situation. This comes as France and Australia announced plans to jointly produce and send several thousand 155mm artillery shells to Ukraine starting in the coming weeks. The multi-million dollar plan is the latest offer of support for Ukraine by both countries and comes amid growing appeals from Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky for heavy weaponry and long-term supplies from Western allies. Australian Defense Minister Richard Marles. We are really pleased to be able to announce today uh, Australia and France working together in providing a supply of 155mm ammunition to Ukraine. This forms part of the ongoing level of support that both France and Australia is providing Ukraine to make sure that Ukraine is able to stay in this conflict and be able to see it concluded on its own terms. Meanwhile, U.S. President Joe Biden says he has no plans to send F-16 jets to Ukraine to help their war with Russia. French President Emmanuel Macron says that he would consider sending Ukraine fighter jets, but there has been no formal request from Ukraine as yet. Et donc, c'est en fonction des demandes qui sont formulées, mais pas en fonction des bruits qui courent. 
It depends on the requests that are made and not on rumors flying around. They have not been formulated so far, but every time we get these requests, we consider them and we look at what we think might be useful, what we can do, and within a time frame. The second criterion is to make sure it won't lead to an escalation, so that the gear that we ship won't be used to hit Russian soil, but help with Ukraine's effort to resist and protect its territory. The third criterion is that these deliveries shouldn't weaken the French army's capacity to protect its own territory and our citizens. NATO Secretary-General Jens Stoltenberg has called for South Korea to provide direct military support to Ukraine, saying that Kyiv was in urgent need of weapons to fight off the prolonged Russian invasion. I urge uh, uh, the Republic of Korea to uh, continue and to step up on, on the specific issue of military support. I would say that's, at the end of the day, a, a decision for you to make. Uh, but I will say that several NATO allies who had as a policy never to export uh, weapons to, to countries in conflict have changed that policy now. This comes as the UN spokesperson Stefan Dujeric says fighting and hostilities over the weekend in Ukraine killed and injured civilians, while critical facilities, including several hospitals, were damaged on both sides of the front line. Turning to Ukraine, our humanitarian colleagues are telling us that fighting and hostilities over the weekend killed and injured civilians, while critical facilities, including several hospitals, were damaged on both sides of the front line. On Saturday evening, dozens of civilians were reportedly killed or injured during an attack on a hospital in Novoidar, in the part of Luhansk region currently under control of the Russian Federation. Earlier that same day, another health facility was reportedly hit in areas under Russian control in the Kherson region. He says there were also attacks on Kherson and Kharkiv. Sunday, attacks were reported in Kherson city and other parts of the region that are under Ukrainian control. Health workers were reportedly injured when the Kherson Clinical Hospital was hit. Other civilians were killed or injured and civilian infrastructure, including homes and schools, were damaged. In Kharkiv city, a residential building was hit last night, once again killing and injuring civilians. Our humanitarian colleagues are on the ground supporting the survivors. This comes as Finland's foreign minister says his country wished to join NATO alongside Sweden after Turkey said Helsinki's application was less problematic. Speaking at a press conference in Helsinki, Pekka Havisto said it was important that Finland and Sweden join NATO at the same time. Turkish President Erdogan announced yesterday that Turkey maybe could accept Finland into NATO. President Erdogan's statement shows that there is a positive will in Turkey to advance the NATO process quickly if needed. And our strong desire in Finland has been and still is to join NATO together with Sweden. A lot of work has been done towards this goal during the last 10 months. Sweden is our closest ally in defense and foreign policy. Our strong desire in Finland has been and still is to join NATO together with Sweden. Assam al-Ghalib, SBS News.